Hello, landing page optimization listeners. This is your host, Tim Ash. Next time you browse through iTunes or the Google Play Store on your smartphone, make sure to land on and download the webmasterradio.fm mobile app. Listen to new episodes of LPO every Monday or catch up on all the interviews featuring me speaking with the best and brightest conversion thought leaders of today. Download the webmasterradio.fm mobile apps in the iTunes Store or via Google Play today. Welcome to LPO, Landing Page Optimization. Landing Page Optimization expert Tim Ash is here to show you what it takes to create optimal landing pages. LPO brings you detailed case studies, opinions, and analysis from the leaders of landing page optimization. Now here's your host, Tim Ash. Today I am continuing my conversation with Ray Pasinli. Uh, and Ray is the executive director of Total Apps, um, uh, or as he kind of described himself, a former rocket scientist turned e-com engineer and an expert in payments for the last 15 years. Welcome, Ray. Thank you very much for having me on the show. Oh, my pleasure. So for those in our audience that aren't familiar with Total Apps, give us a quick rundown on what you guys do. Great. So we are a payments tech company. We've been involved with uh, payment processing and optimization for the last 15 years. We're heavily involved in social and mobile, uh, which is our, our emerging market for the next uh, decade. And so we look to help our clients get their business online and double their business by processing effectively. Well, you know, I am so the, – the, the reason that I had you on the show is because that's such a breath of fresh air. Usually payment companies are an obstacle to making money. The problem is that – I, I agree completely. The, the, the challenge is, is that most of the people in the payment space are not tech, and so they don't understand the latest and greatest, and it's really a, kind of a disservice to, to, to the clients that are really trying to make their next big move. Yeah, you know, because this is what this is a typical scenario, right? It's what, let's I'll just use an e-commerce um, you know, catalog as an example. Whatever cart you're using is kind of like, yeah, we have this great content management system, and you can WYSIWYG reconfigure your whole site. But then when you get to the checkout process, then you're huh. royally effed because you can't touch any of that stuff. I, and, and that's just it, you know. And and the problem is, is that the the payment space is really a dinosaur. It hasn't evolved. Since, since the emergence of the Internet. So it's really kind of scary that, that these are the people that are telling you how to operate your business. Yeah, and I mean, so what you usually have are a really, really painful, convoluted, technical, strange kind of checkout experiences. And not only are they not configurable, but they're definitely not test. Uh, you know, you can't try different versions of stuff. There's not the flexibility to, to make changes. Yeah, you don't have... I mean, look, obviously, if you're a webmaster, you're going to be doing A-B split testing. You need to have that flexibility to optimize your checkout experience. You know, the more steps, the more for- form fields that need to be filled out, every single one of those is going to kill your conversion. I mean, I've seen people who had fantastic offers, um, but because they had a clunky checkout, they killed their conversion ratio by 90%. It's, it's yep. atrocious. Yeah, it's like you, you, you take the funnel and you turn it into this really, really long skinny bottom part like those uh, – <laughs> Oil can ones, you know. <laughs> no, yeah, no, no. So, so yeah, you feel my pain. I mean, and it's the pain felt by anybody doing processing. I mean, the the alternative is to, you know, there's some work you can kind of build your own, and then you can via data feed or API then pipe that back. But there's usually kind of error checking and validation that has to happen on the financial side. Like, the, do you have well, a valid credit card know- number? 
Work. You have to look for, right? I mean, if you're not if you're not you know living, breathing, eating payments day in and day out, you're you're not going to know how to optimize your ABS, your CVV, which fields you can eliminate. Okay, um, okay, well, let's back up and get buzzword. <laughs> Sure. Tell, give, give us those uh, right. MLAs again. Uh, MLA, by the way, stands for multi-letter acronym. <laughs> I like the MLA. <laughs> um, in our industry, we, we have some really archaic methods that are required for you to be compliant. And so uh, one of the systems that was developed in the late 1990s was called ABS, Address Verification System. And it basically mm-hmm. ties the street address and the zip code of the cardholder's billing address to the transaction to ensure that you know this isn't some credit card that some guy picked up and, and charged because that person should, in theory, have no Know way. where they live, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it's really, you know what, with the, with the pervasive amount of stolen credit cards that include all of that data, ABS is really useless. Um, yeah, because you can. There's, this, there's there's the guys like the that broke into the uh, what was it Target yeah, Walmart the target. database. It got seventy thousand seventy, 70 million, million records, including all of your your home yeah. information. So that's I mean, not credit exactly. card data is available on the net black market for about eight cents a complete record. So you know, AVS is an archaic thing that was mandated years. Uh, you know, put in place many years ago when there wasn't any other fraud scrubbing technologies. But today, there's mm-hmm. so many more robust solutions that, that it's really kind of uh, uh, more of a hindrance than a, than a benefit. The other one is is the three-digit or four-digit credit card security code or CVV. Right. And, uh, you know, it's it still is astounding to me that customers don't recognize what that is. And I see people put landing pages and checkout pages and they don't put the, what is the CVV with a button that shows a blown up picture of a credit card circling in red, uh, the four digit code on the back of the, or three digit code on the back of the card. Um, these are little things that, that webmasters should really, Really oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like put it, yeah, and even the, the the nomenclature labels you use. I mean, some people call it, put in your security code. Well, what is yeah. that? Like my ADP alarm code for my home uh, system? Exactly. You know, like, or so my ATM it? pin code? What what the hell yeah, am I yeah. in here? Right. So you right. really so, have to make it like to the lowest common denominator, dummy proof. And that means you know using it visually. You know, it's funny because one of the best practices we talk about actually um, is that you should minimize the number of required fields in any kind Absolutely. of form or checkout. But you know, here's the irony: um, the, the the one exception, and we've tested this in lots of places that we've come up with, is in the payment space. Um, if you tell someone enter your credit card information, uh, sorry, your credit card number. You and I know that you can uniquely identify whether that's an Amex card, Diners yep. Club, or a Visa, yep. right? Yep. But you know, we actually suggest having a radio button with a picture of the Visa or Amex symbols because people don't know that. So they actually go, well, yeah. I can't enter my number yet because you don't have to go in the seizures. Look, you can put a simple script onto your checkout page that does data validation, okay? If right. credit card starts with four, if credit card starts with five, if credit card starts with three, value equals Visa, MasterCard, Amex. Don't even give them that, that step. Eliminate that well, radio. Well, no, no, actually, you know, I, this, this is what I'm saying is we actually have tested this, and it performs worse. That's the one place where it actually really? makes sense. Yeah. So what you want to do is give them the, the radio button choice with the little pictures of what the payment method is, and then have them enter the actual number. And, of course, you validate sure. that the two match up or whatever. But um, in general, you want to get rid of fields. But yes. the loyal listeners make some more money. You actually should put the payment method ahead of the card entry number field. Well, and, and what you're talking about really is, is as, as mobile transactions become the next boom, right? We, we, I just saw a statistic the other day that, that 2013 uh, mobile transactions uh, totaled $18, $18 billion 
dollars. By 2017, it's going to exceed 100 billion. So we're talking a, a five-fold explosion in just a few few short years. So mobile optimization techniques are, are really the, the, the next cutting edge of, of being able to take your business and, and really allow it to grow. And the steps to do that are very specific in terms of optimizing that checkout experience. Okay, well, well, let's, yeah, let's, well let's talk about that. You know, one thing that's, that's a, a universal truth on mobile is that nobody fills out forms, period. We hate forms. And unfortunately, yep. checkout is this, assuming you have a keyboard in front of you and you're going to, you know, advance things by hitting the tab key and, you know, you have all this kind of machinery at your disposal to fill out forms, but you don't because you have two fat thumbs on your smartphone. <laughs> all right, so I'll give you the simplest, coolest way to do the vast to, to eliminate the vast majority of data. Um, Facebook has a simple API. And yes. you, get, you, you, you at the checkout page, you say, type in data, check out with Facebook. And every single person will be like, oh, wow, I can check out with Facebook? No, you're not checking out with Facebook. What you're doing is you're getting the permission from the user to log into their account via the API, pull their name, their address, their phone number, their email, their zip code, all their basic contact information, and now you can present it to that customer and say, is this your billing information? Right. So there's and, and, so and, yeah, and so, so, data yeah, steps. Yeah, and that's, that's critical. And, and we've, I've always been a big fan of social login in general, but, you know, it's kind of a rule of 80-20. You have to go with the leaders, and, in fact, the leader is Facebook, so they're the – they're kind of the de facto standard. Um, the the thing is, I mean, some people are a little more hesitant about you know all of the apps that require Facebook login. They'll say, if you read the fine print, well, we're going to scrape your friends and your friends' interests and your firstborn male child and all of that stuff. Yep. And uh, you know, a lot of people don't want to give that information up because it's not just payment process. When you put well, and, and that's, they're, and they're that's assuming really, you're going to rape them completely and I, take all of their and, stuff. And so, and here's the beauty of it, right? When they hit, I want to type in my data, they're going to see, you know, five, seven fields that they need to enter in manually. And they might go back and say, okay, you know what? I'm going to do this Facebook. Yeah, button. maybe I'll push that one Facebook button. Yeah, but so, that, so even though you're not holding credit card information, Facebook isn't holding credit card information, you that's can correct. pre-fill the rest of it. Well, by the way, is, do you know of any rumblings of Facebook actually taking that final step and uh, becoming... You know, it's ironic because they, they, they start and stop this. Um, it, the when I look at Facebook, I, I see them as such a potential huge disruptor. Uh, they could kill eBay and Craigslist in literally one fell swoop if and, they and allowed it. Visa.me and all, everybody all else. All that stuff. All yeah. that stuff. I mean, they are by, by default the, the biggest aggregator of consumer data. Um, now, ironically, Apple is the biggest uh, aggregator of consumer credit card data. So if two of them partnered up, it would destroy everything. Any e-commerce wish, uh, opportunity, um, but but the, the reality is is that is that they they are working on it. It's not a top top priority for them. Uh, you know, we're not seeing them you know putting out RFPs into the marketplace or, or any sort of you know quote quests or anything like that. And, and the, the honest truth is is that you know Mark Zuckerberg is is although brilliant in his execution of Facebook and getting it to this point, he doesn't have a lot of business experience outside of Facebook, which which is a hindrance. And I think yeah. that's probably why the e-commerce portion of it hasn't been such a top priority. I mean, they did their gifting okay. thing, and and yeah. but it's, it was just yeah. a, a weak attempt, in my opinion. All right. Well, let's let's pick this up after the break. Uh, we'll be back in two minutes after a word from our sponsors. More LPO landing page optimization in just a moment. 
ever wondered how you could have access to your own SEO expert, paid search specialist, or social media wizard? Looking for help with your affiliate, display media, or email marketing? Look no further than the folks at Fang Digital Marketing. Fang Digital specializes in both paid and organic search, social media, display, and mobile advertising solutions, and is staffed by industry veterans from Google, Yahoo, and one of the industry's most influential PPC experts. Fang Digital's award-winning staff stays on top of the latest in digital trends and offer tailored solutions so they can audit your progress and build a roadmap to your success. Learn more about their expanding range of full-service strategic marketing solutions at fangdigital.com. That's F-A-N-G digital.com. There are many things we would love to catch. Catching the final out of a baseball game. And that's the ball game. Reeling that big catch of the day. Or catching a ride home. Taxi! How about catching more attention, like the biggest retail brands on earth? Introducing Catchy.com, where they sell short-branded, attractive.com domain names. Use a short and catchy brand, just like Sony, Visa, and Nike for your next business venture. You can even rent to own for as low as $100 a month. Catch a big break for your business with Catchy.com. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Advance your affiliate marketing efforts every week on Affiliate Buzz. Our hosts, James and Arlene Martell, are here to inspire, inform, and motivate you with expert insight, interviews, and information that will increase your bottom line. Affiliate Buzz, on demand anytime inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to LPO, Landing Page Optimization, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's Tim Ash. And we're back. This is your host, Tim Ash, for LPO, Landing Page Optimization, talking today with Ray Pacinli, Executive Director of Total Apps. Ray, uh, we were talking before the break about uh, kind of convenience on mobile. Let's delve into mobile some more. What are some kind of payment best practices other than, you know, uh, backfill some data with the Facebook, uh, you know, one-button push? But if you are going to kind of design uh, complete online checkouts, with mobile, what are some of the don't-dos or must-dos? Well, it's really about simplifying the process. If you can't simplify it, it won't convert. So so ultimately, eliminating as many fields as possible is most advantageous to you. And I'll give you an example. If you have a digital product or good or service, meaning that you're not dealing with a physical, tangible tangible product, if you're doing e-tickets, if you're doing crowdfunding, if you're selling e-books or something that is relatively cost free to the to you the seller it makes sense to transactions without requiring the billing address information you can just say name credit card expiration cvv and and you know and or email and that can be as the most stream, streamlined and simplified checkout process possible obviously if you're dealing with physical tangible physical or tangible good you have to have a shipping address um, and you want to be able to protect yourself from chargebacks um, 
one of the things that we're really advocating nowadays is for the no-click checkout. And, uh, you know, Amazon was… was No-click? Uh, well, I've heard of the one-click. But- <laughs> exactly, right? I, it's the six-and-a-half-minute abs, right? So uh, the, the <laughs> no-click is, is really… Uh, um, uh, it, it requires some programming, but it is feasible, and it's really about about um, uh, regi- when once the client registers for the first time, you want to enable that client to basically seamlessly check out at any point in time, without having to enter any critical cre- credit card data, without even having to use a login or password. Um, and what I mean by that is is that. The Amazon system recognizes my uh, my IP co- and my computer every time I log in. I don't have to use my credentials every single time uh, uh, to pr- make a purchase. Uh, so obviously, that enables me to have a much speedier and expedient checkout process. In our in our vision, um, we use geotagging, geofencing. These are basically allows you to identify that cell phone. And where it's physically located in the world, because obviously, if that guy is buying from Los Angeles, California, and then te- you know a month later you see his credit card being at, from a from a geolocated position in Nigeria, you're going to have some fraud concerns about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's something called finger, finger uh, device fingerprinting, which is now available through third-party vendors, which will identify that specific. Device, meaning their their MAC address and the hardware configurations and software settings and and all the things that give that a unique fingerprint that's separated from every other whole tablet and computer device connected to the internet. Um, it's it's a digital fingerprint, and so if that customer registered with that phone and he's using that phone and that credit card, it's guaranteed to be the right guy, unless the guy lost his phone and lost his password for his mobile, which is you know most of us don't lose our mobile phone. We'd much rather. Uh, drive home yeah. on a Friday to, to pick mm-hmm. up our phone that are, you know, any other things that we left. Um, right, right. So that's, the, that's the vision. Is, is okay, this. so so basically, you know, and this is, some of it is device specific and others is behavior specific. I mean, so you can, you know, the, the other big problem in payments is, oh, crap, I got to do this on my tablet and on my phone and I have to have all my, you know, kind of... Uh, my browser save all my form fill information on my on my laptop you know at some point i understand that there's a lot of efforts being made to kind of unify the concept of an individual uh, yes. regardless of where you go if you pop up through another device or on another and the irony is that, and the irony is is that our cell phone number is more valid than our social security number you know um it, we, I've had my same cell phone number for, for 15 years. I mean, you, this is something that mm-hmm. you, now you just do not get rid of, regardless if you move from Alaska to Florida or vice versa. Right, um, right. And, and so this device fingerprinting is really, a, 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 I think, the, the cutting edge uh, in terms of being able to authenticate your users, validate their transactions in real time, and provide them that, that seamless checkout. And so that's… Well, what about all this biometric stuff? I mean, you know, fingerprint readers, eye scanners… Well, I'll, I'll kind of give you a snapshot of one of the things that we're working on. We, you know, as I mentioned before, we're a payment tech company, so we we're the engineers that build the systems that allow you to exchange money. <laughs> engineers, I like that. Wow. Listen, I worked in the cubicle farm. I can stay that say that with pride. Um, but what it really comes down to is that we are in the process of developing a biometric voice checkout for mobile. So basically, you'll come to a mobile checkout page. It'll say pay, pay with credit card, pay with PayPal, pay with voice. And you can register it at that time, uh, and you'll be given, you know, five pre-selected sentences that you would then use as your code word. You know, I like pink dinosaurs. And so the next time you come out to a mobile mobile checkout, all you have to do is hit that, say your pre-recorded message, 
and we will biometrically identify you, match it to the credit card on file, match it to the cell phone that you originally registered with, and you have now just created a no-click checkout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So that's kind of where, where it's – so that's when you break open mobile commerce. That's really yeah. when it's going to start happening. Yeah. Because uh, uh, the notion of, of typing stuff into form fields is basically at its heart a non-starter in the mobile world. Yeah, agree. And by the way, when I say mobile, I, I, mean, I do mean phones. I don't mean tablets because with tablets, you have still pretty decent keyboard space to, to do that. You know what? But I mean, if you look at the conversion statistic of a top versus a tablet versus a, a, a mobile, you know, obviously that tablet falls more under the mobile uh, schema. Well, I think that's not because of the inconvenience of the device. I would venture to guess that's because of the context being different. In other words, you're just more rushed or you're still on that, you know, New York subway uh, trying to, you know, do whatever you're doing. So it's not as relaxed as sitting in front of a desk, which is most likely to be the case with a laptop or desktop. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Uh, so if, if uh, okay, so the, the, if... Uh, if we go back to kind of just structuring web-based uh, checkout processes, um, so one of the things I heard you say was that, you know, well, this is true anywhere, is that if you have a low-risk item, if you have something that's electronically deliverable or can be turned on and off remotely in terms of its access, then you should just basically err on the side of... So even if you get a 10% chargeback ratio, you, you've still netted 9% overall growth, a 900% increase in sales. Okay, well, well, let's talk about that. There's, I guess there's a difference, and again, maybe I'm using the wrong terminology here, but there's a difference between somebody asking for their money back and then uh, you know, treating you like, a, uh, you know, like a, some kind of scumbag who's never going to give them their money back and, and forcing you to give them their money back through the payment processor, right? Yeah. In, in other words, there's merchant accounts. If there's a high level of chargebacks or uh, you know, people saying this was fraud or I never authorized this, then you're going to get – well, you know, with merchant accounts, when it, you know, if, if you end up on the, someone's bad Santa list, you know, mm-hmm. you're in trouble. You're kind of blackballed. They'll hold huge amounts in reserve. They'll float your money and not give it to you right away. So you don't want a high level of chargeback. So can you, but I think there's a distinction between somebody asking for their money back or contesting the charge in the first place. Absolutely. I mean, chargebacks for, for most e-com merchants is really a, 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 an Achilles heel. You know, you can be terminated if you don't, don't maintain healthy ratios. Um, and that's a whole discussion we can have by ourselves. So, um, but the reality is this. It's a risk-reward system, right? If I have a convenience store and I've got kids coming in stealing candy bars, it's a cost of doing business. And it just, mm-hmm. you, you just have to work with it. You, but most importantly, you don't leave the store unattended and let the entire high school come in for lunch and steal the entire store. So you have to be a prudent, prudent webmaster. You have to take a proactive approach. There are tremendous tools that are available to protect you from chargebacks and even prevent chargebacks altogether. Uh, something called Chargeback Interceptor, which allows you to see a chargeback that's being initiated, cancel, issue the refund, and it completely makes that chargeback even disappear. It never Okay, so yeah, so it's kind of like uh, going to, uh, what was it, traffic school to get yes. your t- ticket off of your record. It just never even hits your, your <laughs> it's like, record. <laughs> it's like having the magic eraser for chargebacks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, that, that's, that's good to know. I'm sure there's a whole ecosystem of companies ready to help you get rid of that stuff. Um, after our next break, we're going to come back, and I want to know – 
I know it's like you got that, that name, Pasigny, you know, but I don't know if you're one of those Italian mafia guys, but you got the nickname Fingers. I'm worse. And I wanna, I'm worse. Yeah, you're worse than <laughs> Italian. I didn't know there was such a thing. Anyway, no, I mean, oh, don't send me hate mail, people. But, uh, but I want to know where you got your nickname Fingers right after the break. Yeah, you I'll, got let our, I'll, I'll let our uh, listeners think about that for two minutes. More LPO landing page optimization in just a moment. Guys, are you suffering from FD, fulfillment dysfunction? Let MoldingBox.com's online portal system for inventory, tracking, and returns perform for you. We have the enormous tools you need for complete warehousing, shipping, and handling of all your packages, no matter the size or shape, directly to your customers. MoldingBox.com can also fulfill all your nourishing, nutraceutical, and smooth skincare product desires, including green coffee and Garcinia on demand. Plus, let our in-house printing and CD, DVD manufacturing help you enlarge and maximize your coaching and business opportunity potential. We do everything. Fulfillment, shipping, tracking, inside and out, and all in one place. Moldingbox.com. It's shipping made sexy. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Affiliate marketing is changing rapidly. The balance of power is shifting, and in some cases, affiliates are growing larger than the brands they represent. Stay ahead of this and other trends with the Affiliate Marketing Insider. On demand anytime inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to LPO, Landing Page Optimization, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's Tim Ash. And we're back. This is Tim Ash, your host for LPO, Landing Page Optimization, talking with Ray Basinli. Uh Ray, Ray Fingers Basinli, as I understand it. <laughs> yeah. I understand you're a bit of a high flyer, too. Tell us about those things. Well, I, I'm pretty much an adrenaline junkie. You know, I, I'm, I'm the kind of guy that, that uh, you know, surfs 15-foot waves and skydives and skis 70 miles an hour and, and you know, rides motorcycles 150 miles an hour and so uh sometimes that that bites me in the butt uh, uh many years ago i when i was uh young and invincible uh i had a uh, a severe allergic reaction to a motorcycle uh, hit a retaining wall head on at 55 miles an hour flipped over the wall of a 40 foot cliff and basically broke every bone in the right hand side of my body uh, and, yeah, yeah and, just and thinking I had, about it 
I know, but I ended up losing two fingers. Uh, I think they ended up at one of those all-natural handmade burrito factories in Mexico, so be careful what you eat down there. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the, 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 the real taquitos, don't try those. <laughs> yeah, though. exactly. But I did get a free helicopter right out of the whole deal. So, <laughs> Right on, dude. No, so you surf, you, you know, you're, I know your goal is to hit 1,000 waves a year. Yeah. How many is that in a single session, and how many days do you go? Uh, well, you know, it's, it's, it's frustrating because I, we got daylight savings time so, until March uh, – Ninth, so it really inhibits my ability to surf before and after work. But once March 9th hit, I go about five, six days a week. Uh, I catch between 10 and 20 waves a day uh, yeah. as, as, and, you know, surf El Salvador and all over the place. Well, that's that's dedication. You know, I, I haven't done too much since my high school and uh, college fencing team days, but my son just started started taking lessons so I, of course i had to go get a board and had a couple of concussions but i just wanted to know the old lion hasn't quite given up yet. <laughs> well we have a policy here if any clients come out to meet with us here in here in southern california we we insist on having an official board meeting and uh-huh. include complimentary surf lessons for them there you go yeah i'm in san diego just down the road from you in Aliso viejo so um yeah everybody else nah 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 nah, nah. it's hit 80 <laughs> degrees again and sunny today yeah uh, we like to okay. work hard on our tans that's right. Uh, okay, so a couple of quick questions. So if people want to find you, what's the best way for them to reach out? Great. So you can call me at my office, area code 949-274-7012. Uh, you can also visit us online at Total, Total Apps, which is total, uh, www.total-apps.com. And my email is ray, R-E-Y, at total-apps.com. All right, terrific. So, okay, so let's... Let's let's talk about a couple more things. So if um, you know, we talked about split testing different um, and a checkout experience, does your technology support that? Because I know this is a big pain point with a lot of folks. Absolutely. Um, you know, our systems are designed to be kind of agnostic, meaning that they work with multiple shopping carts, CMS, front ends, back ends, banks, processors, credit cards, ACH. And, and so we try and give you a one-stop shop solution. Um, some of our clients have multiple multiple campaigns running multiple types of offers. So this one will be a hard offer. This one will be a continuity. This one's going to have a free trial with a you know reoccurring thing on the back end. Um, and they may have five, six different designs. So what we can do is we create sub-accounts for each one of those types of campaigns. And that way you can compare the statistics, how many approved transactions did I get, how many hits did I get, and we give you that raw data to do the analytics. Okay, so what you're really telling me is that this this gives you the flexibility just to uh, test different usability experiences on the checkout, but actually to try which business models work the best for your situation. Yeah, and even one step further than that, for example, we have the ability to customize and fine-tune the fraud scrubbing on each of those offers. So if you're doing a a hard offer where the guy pays $19.95 one time, done deal, um, we may put very low approval ratio, uh, uh, fraud scrubbing on that, because there's, a, there's not a lot of risk to that. You know, if, if you're doing a, a risk-free trial with a crazy bump and back sell, a rebuild, you know, we are going to want to have a lot of fraud protection because that's how affiliates typically uh, rip, off, rip off people. So, so we can fine-tune those fraud scrubbing settings. We can test two different on the same campaign and have half the transactions with medium settings, half the transactions with high settings. We can look at the chargebacks and optimize those settings based on the campaign and the style of processing and the type of quality of traffic you're 
kidding. Okay, uh, just one quick question before we we wrap, um, and that is, you know, you were talking about the um, kind of different settings for the different campaigns. Um, so, if you had to, you know, which in your experience, which business models kind of work the best? Is it the um, you know free trial and then a big continuity later, or is it just the uh, charge them for the normal amount right up front? Is there anything you can say to generalize about business models? Absolutely. Um, you know, it really depends on the product, the value proposition, and the price point. Um, and, and I'll give you an example. If I'm offering a Ferrari in the mail. Very quick example, yep. Ferrari in the, in the, in the mail for $1, your conversion ratio is going to be through the roof, right? Um, on the flip side, if I'm selling jumbo jets for $30 million, I'll never get a sale. So the point is, is, that, is that you have to test different models, different price points, uh, for your product because you cannot determine with 100% accuracy what your graphic is going to be. You might put Okay, well, so, you know, you know I'm, so I think that's a perfect note to wrap up on and that is that you should test that. Um, this is your host, Tim Ash, with LPO, Landing Page Optimization, and my host has been Ray Pasinli. Uh, Ray, thank you so much. Enjoyed having you on. My pleasure. Thanks, everybody. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.